Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and me, Ben Hobson, and me, Jane Maguire. Today we're talking to Radio One's Reese Parkinson about his sudden and emphatic love for running. But before we talk to Reese, Ben and Jane, tell me about your love of running. How's it been going? Jane can offer you a slice of reality and then I'll just... Okay, uh... I'll bum everyone out and then Ben can pick everyone up. It'll be like a, <laughs> yeah, like a really Perfect. bad party. Um, so I have I've hurt my knee. I don't know what I've done. I kind of thought it was a bit of an ITB kind of everything being a bit tight so gave it a few days off icing resting went for a run on friday and now it hurts to walk so <laughs> so not the smartest move um so i don't know i'm in that really fun stage of injury where you're like is my life ever going to be the same again but i'm sure <laughs> yes. this time next week things will be better so i'm trying but yeah i didn't realize how I always forget how much it sucks to not run until you can't run. Mm, so, definitely. Totally agree. So that's yeah, my, totally that's, agree. you know, what, 20 seconds into the podcast. Welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are injured, if you are injured and you're listening to this and you're like, I hate running or I just want to run. I love running and I hate everyone talking about running because I'm injured. I'm right there with you. I feel your pain. So keep on keeping on. I mean, it's just, I'm just really happy it's not me doing that every, because it's normally me saying that, Jane. So it's kind of nice that I'm not the one. He's, Rick goes, I rent and ran X number of miles. Ben, how's your running? Yeah, I was injured. Uh, and then, but no, it's good. Uh, you know, no one, the, the injury bit is the worst because it just suddenly when they, especially ones that creep up on you yeah, and you weren't expecting them. And then all of a sudden you're not able to go and do that. I think it's was, just a classic case of increasing your mileage too quickly and not stretching and there are things that I write about every single day so I should learn from this <laughs> and if I don't then you shouldn't have me back on the podcast ever again moaning about being injured because <laughs> I have to learn this is this is the this is the last time I'm gonna let that happen got it well, that's smart <laughs> um I might yeah my I um my running's been good I like I got out quite a bit when it was very cold, which I uh, I enjoy, and not in a sort of like like oh you know you've got to get out there whatever happens. Not under that sort of banner of sort of ego massaging running, but more like the I don't know. Just it's just really nice when it's cold and a bit snowy and just kind of like slowly plodding along, being careful not to fall over. Um, but yeah, so I got out a bit and did a few miles in the, in the cold weather and I'm going to go running on after this. So yeah, 
you know, just nice. Mate, you're, you're, ba- you're back with a bang, Ben. Well, I, wouldn't, I, bang. I wouldn't say a bang. Bang was, is generous. I would say I'm back. Uh, I'm back with a with a sort of light echo, sure. So, you know, some <laughs> sort of like non-dis- yeah, nondescript okay. yeah. noise of sort of I don't know some enhanced reverb. But no, it's 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 coming along in terms of I'm still absolutely doing all the things I need to do to make it as easy as possible. So there's no Strava and there's no watches and um, yeah, uh, all the sort of stuff about distance and I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm barely going more than three miles really. If I if I sort of think about it in my head, but it doesn't really matter at the moment. So I'm fine with that and um, yeah, all good. Oh, that's cool, mate. What about you? I've got well, it's like sort of conundrum at the minute i think that probably a few of our listeners have the same thing but i've got in theory i've got a race in april so i'm signed up to the south downs way 50 10th of april um and it's kind of thing where obviously it's it's not easy if you're in london to get out to train in those sort of areas mm. i've got a young child anyway so i think it would i wouldn't really be getting out to the north downs or south downs with any regularity anyway but it's getting to the point now where what is it the 15th of february so i'm a bit like do is it going to happen and should I be getting in like some of my biggest runs here under the idea that it's going to happen? Or am I being just like ridiculously optimistic about races happening in April or even May? And I should just sort of just chill the running. Like there's no need for me to be running like in excess of, of 20 miles because this event, you know, may not happen. But it's, it's that real, it's, it's that real, it's that kind of waiting room thing of like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to turn up and be massively underprepared either. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like How, it's kind of hard to get the the balance right. What, where are you at? What what mileage are you capable of doing comfortably at the moment? I think I'm like I think I'm good general fitness, and I think off the back of that, I could do because I've run consistently, like really consistently over the last twelve months. Um, yeah, like I I wouldn't have any issue of running if the race was 30 miles i wouldn't be massively worried i guess so i'd be like i, n- I definitely know that that's going to be so you're 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 sort right, of in yeah. you're in marathon condition now would you say yes maybe right. yeah maybe yeah getting that way um so but it's just that kind of like you probably ought to go out and do a couple of marathon length runs if you're going to do a 50 miler for sure um and they're quite hard to motivate for yourself <laughs> motivate yourself for if you know the race is going to happen let alone if you think it may not happen so i'm struggling a little bit with that um again listeners sorry about this i'm in a doom and gloom place i don't think it's going to happen rick i don't think races are going to be back in april <laughs> just because you're no, not running jane I just don't yeah think they're going to be back in april i don't think they will no i think it's too soon i don't think they will i'm sorry i know i, know I, th- I don't want to be that person but i just I don't even know if we'll be back in order. Oh, no, no, edit that out. That's, no, that's I'm optimistic. Too harsh. That's too much. <laughs> I'm, <But laughs> I'm optimistic for the summer. I'm still optimistic for the summer. And I still think that like, yeah, classic. I mean, they're not scheduled for that point, but all of the sort of stuff that would have happened in October would have, would, would probably be all right now. I think if it's sort of a, so, I mean, it's not, again, it's not happening, but Royal Parks and those sorts of classic half marathon-y kind of like end of September, October stuff. I think that would be like an ambition that would be like a goal i think we find out pin- next week don't we i think we find out the road map I think so. so i'd I think say yeah. Yeah. don't go and do a marathon this weekend <laughs> wait till the 22nd and we'll we'll go from there i think because that's great advice jane that's good practical advice that's there what I was we looking go for. and you. you know if it- i just that's such a, <laughs> it's such great advice don't run a marathon this weekend rick yeah yeah if you can just hold yourself back <laughs> Bring yourself in, go out and do 15 if you want, but just don't do the full 26. And yeah, we'll, we'll hear what this roadmap looks like. Because 
you know, based on the past thing, we could all be in, in the pub. They could, you know, eat out, help out again on the 1st of March. We've got no idea, do we? No. Let's well, not make it political, No, we don't. Though. We I'll don't. Stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got good, some, some good light-hearted stuff here. Great. So remember our, our discussion last week where we talked, we talked about... Um, Bad, deci- bad decisions made oh, after yeah, did a good we, run. Did yes. anyone propose? Have we got any proposals? Well, we well got Zoe wrote in, and this is a belter as well. I, I, this is this is worth reading out in full. She said, "I really enjoyed your podcast this week discussing rogue decisions post run, and I had a funny one that sprang to mind. I went for a twelve-kilometer run to clear my head mid dissertation writing in 2017, and listened to early 2000s Britney the Great. whole way. Right. So this is kind of like slave for you, toxic. Era Fantastic. Britney, just so we're in that." Super super um, fan Rick Pearson. Yeah. So she got back to the house, having already decided that I needed uh, to go and go and see her live. So before even taking my trainers off, I was on the laptop trying to book tickets and flights to Vegas. Oh my god! Holy moly. Right. I made my purchase, got in the shower, and then carried on writing, Whoa. only to start feeling buyer's remorse. There was no way I could afford the near one thousand pounds <laughs> I just spent, and I had no one to go with anyway. <laughs> Fast forward the next day, and I receive an email from my bank saying there'd been some unexpected activity, my buying flights to Vegas and concert tickets, presumably, <laughs> on my account, and they blocked the payments oh. that were made the previous day. Truthfully, I was more than a little relieved, and I've toned down the Britney I now listen to on the run. That is the wow. best email ever. <laughs> How good is that? That's, That's very good. So that, that, put, that puts to shame you going around like buying jam and stuff. In it really does. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed now. Maybe, when I, maybe my first run back with the knee, I'll like book a holiday or something that's amazing so good just a, just so like, good she gets, gets toxic on then she's she's going to vegas a thousand pounds just dropped like that unbelievable to go to vegas alone is a big a bold move i love it huge huge <laughs> must have been such a that's good, good isn't must it? have been such a good run that must have been like 12k <laughs> of just like the absolute best like you were flying along Easily tempo, just, cr- you know, that like when you yeah, I've got this, I am a runner. Yeah, I can't go to a restaurant alone. So I'm so impressed that she was just like, let's do it. Vegas, here I come. That's uh, quality, isn't it? Um, right, I think we should bring on our guest of the week. Guest of the week, here in the studio, guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone, could be an athlete, could be a physio, or a complete unknown. What compels a casual runner to sign up for a 55-mile ultramarathon? Our next guest, Rhys Parkinson, Radio 1 Extra presenter, did exactly that. During the training process, he also found out that he had type 1 diabetes, but he's not going to let a lack of running experience or a shocking diagnosis get in the way of him completing the seemingly impossible. So, Rhys, welcome to the Runner's World podcast. Yeah, cheers for having me, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. No, it's great. I, I, we both watched the uh, the BBC iPlayer documentary about um, how not to run 55 miles. Um, so I'd just be interested to know what, what did compel you to sign up for an ultramarathon because it's a hell of a long way. Yeah, cheers for watching, firstly. Um, and I'm surprised that it, it's got... I'm so overwhelmed by the reaction considering it is called how not to run. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, who yeah. clicks on that? Do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> But maybe that was the, the clickbait kind of did it. Why is he saying not? Um, but uh, yeah, I think like like all of us idiots, essentially, you you want to do a challenge that you feel like is really out of your comfort zone. Uh, you want to push yourself for reasons that you know or you might not know. And that was exactly it for me. I was like, who would do that? And I saw this little community of nutters that 
do do it. And I'm like, okay, I want to be, uh, yeah, I want to be a part of this kind of <laughs> almost Navy SEAL like group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in the documentary at the start, you're talking to the producer and you're sort of saying how you, you basically took on like a spontaneous marathon at the start of lockdown. And first of all, like, why? And then secondly, you sort of describe it as like the best feeling ever. So I guess it's sort of like your your journey into running was like a, a very spontaneous and immediately like emphatic. Yeah, well, exactly that. Jim, the producer of the doc, he's in it as well. It was just kind of at the time that I did that marathon as well. He was like, what are you doing, mate? And I was like, oh, I just, I just wanted to do it. I, I kind of got wrapped into this world that I'm sure some of you listening would know. And probably you two as well, David Goggins. Right, okay. uh, the, yeah, the yeah. man himself. I I went full Goggins, and I think everyone experiences everyone <laughs> experiences Goggins. this moment. Yeah, everyone experiences it. For, you could only do full Goggins for like a month, so I kind of got sucked in. I was sleeping on my floor for a week um, instead of being in my bed because that's considered being soft. So I did that. Um, I uh, and and I kind of I was running a bit here and there, obviously, but nothing like the lengths I was doing. And then kind of things factored in. So I broke up with my girlfriend at the time earlier that year, which kind of happens to a lot of people. You have that kind of motivation. Then you're like, well, I need to, I'm running away from this stress or pain or something. I'm not really dealing with at home. I'm just literally running away from it. Um, so I started off with like seven miles to where my my granddad used to live. I went there and I was like, oh my God, mum, I've run seven miles. She's like, wow, you went to granddad's house. Then I got there and I got an Uber back home. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so when when I went home, I went, oh no. And my mum was like, what's up? She, I was like, I know I could have ran back. That like, I felt it in my body, I could have ran back. So I ran there. Goggins, and Goggins is running back, isn't he, Reese? Goggins is <laughs> running back. <laughs> I was in the Uber and Goggins was like, you're soft, you're soft. <laughs> so I... Uh, yeah, so the day after I did the seven miles and I ran back 14 miles and I was like, wow, like I never thought I could do this. I went from five miles to that. And then kind of like a month later, I went, you know, what? I'm just going to do a marathon. So I woke up in the morning and I went, let me do this. I, I kind of had this thing with, I Googled how many people do the London marathon. Forgive me if I, it's like 50,000 people, man. Yeah. Wrong yeah, it yet. can be. Yeah. Yeah. 40 right. or 50. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I, I checked that and I was like, there can't be anything that special about 50,000 people that I can't do this, which again was very stupid. I underestimated it. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love I, that. Mentality. There's enough people doing it. It must be easy. That's fine. <laughs> right. You, you know, I, I, I assumed that. But I didn't realize everything that went into it, the training that went into it, the things that you needed to run with. So I didn't have any water. So when I set out for that marathon, because I didn't have water on the 14 mile one, I went, I went, did the did the marathon, got halfway 13 miles, went to a corner shop, and I was like, boss man, I please give me a give me a I need a water. I think I'm gonna <laughs> die. And he was like, I was like, no. And I was like, please, like I will promise you I'll pay you back. Like a 60p water. So he gave me the water. And I was like, thank God. It was like a little sack or bottle of water or something. It's like 500 milliliters. And then I, I ran back, did the marathon. I was like, oh my God, like I've done a marathon. Like, this is crazy. No fans, no nothing. And Jim, the producer, he called me. He's like, did you just do a marathon? I was like, yeah. He was like, we need to make some, there's something in this that we need to, to do. And then, yeah, that's, that's when we started looking for longer races. And then I bought an actual water pack to go on. And the next the next kind of week I went for a run, I was like, oh my God, having a water thing you can drink out of when you're running is like, yeah. this yeah. is God's work. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, once you start discovering all the kit, oh, that's it. You're in. There's really? No turn- yeah, that's it. You're no turning. Oh, you've got this thing that helps you do this. Oh, well, I'll be fine then. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. How was Amazing. your? Uh, but how was your body like? I mean, did you? Because most people, if they just did a marathon, they'd be pretty broken. So I mean, did, did you? Did you like? Was this also? Did it coincide with you suddenly being like, actually, do you know what? I'm pretty robust. I feel like. Were you training already? Were you sort of like strong from the gym? Like, was was it sort of? Did it tie in with anything like that? You know what? I'm not trying to say I'm not a hard man or, or a beast or I'm not that at all. And, I, and forgive me if it sounds like that. But my, you know what? I did the marathon. I sat in my chair. About 15, I'd say 15 minutes. Don't get me wrong. I had a nap that same day as well. <laughs> I would let me not lie. I was out of it, but I could walk. It wasn't like I was like, I can't walk. And and I thought, let me go for a jog the day. So I just did like a three miler the day after and I could yeah. still complete that. Um, so for me, I always play basketball and football. So anything that involves me kicking a ball, my knees can't handle. Bending to shoot a basketball, my, my knees are gone. So I got into running last year and golf last year because they're two sports that I, I it doesn't need that motion necessarily, yeah. you know. Right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The sort of side to side bits and pieces. Yeah, I want to talk, want to talk a little bit about the, the race that you picked, Reese, because there are there are easy ultra marathons, or maybe there are no easy ultra marathons, but there are easier ones. Wow, bold statement, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you have no, you have no, you have no idea who you're talking to, honestly. Rick, Rick talk, talk to me, dude. Like, I need to get your um. What's the hardest one you've done? Well, I, you're based in like Kent Way, aren't you, or not? Yes. Yeah. So I, I did the North Downs Way 100 uh, a couple of years ago, and that was the so that was like starting in sort of Surrey, so like the kind of Farnham end, and then ended up in uh, where did it end up? Near near where the channel near where the Channel Tunnel goes sort of focused wow. in a way yeah um but that was beautiful so i think um that was yeah that's the biggest one I've, but i have done one on, on a canal which i think would be easier than what you're attempting up in the cheviots um but yeah i think you know that, that's um i'm i'm of the opinion that with an ultra marathon you, you want it to be somewhere quite beautiful so i think actually like somewhere like really monotonous like a canal or like a road i think that's way more difficult than somewhere like where you'll be going which is like really yeah, really like stunning. Cause I think there's a, there's a kind of mental, um, bit of mental variety and a bit of mental um, impetus that you need because you're just going to be knackered at, at some point. You just need things to be changing a bit as well. Bro, I totally get you. I did a, I literally moved to East London recently. I did a marathon here to, um, from Isle of Dogs to Hollands Park, in West London. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then, yeah, yeah. And then back again. And considering compared to the runs I used to do where I'm from in Gravesend, this was so much easier because I was like, oh my gosh, the Royal Albert Hall. And I'm like, oh my God, that's that's London Eye. Like, you're so right. It's what you see. It just takes your mind off it. I'm I'm running where this film was filmed or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I never thought of that. Interesting. And I think for, for that reason, I think that they're easier to do with company as well. So if you had like, if you had a good mate who was doing it with you, it's going to be maybe more difficult with the kind of social distancing lockdown stuff. But if you've got company or you meet someone on the day and you're kind of roughly the same speed, same reason, like if you have a chat with someone and actually like the miles can go past and you can kind of share the load a bit more than if you're just um, kind of just the one man in nature trying to get it done. <laughs> can you boys run with people if it's not an ultra marathon do you mean yeah, like in uh, the current lockdown situation n- not not in terms mean, of or just as, um, in terms of like pleasure 
<laughs> yeah, because I don't like that. I don't no. like running with someone if it's like a five mile. T- I'm like, I don't want to be in my zone. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm. I'm with. I'm a lone wolf. Uh, that's how I. Op- <laughs> you are Ben, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, I, I operate on it. Like I don't. I'm not a club. I'm, I'm not a club member. I'm not like a. I don't run particularly with people that often. I miss it. Like I, I, now, I, I think now, like retrospectively, looking back on how the last year's been. I kind of like you do crave those moments of being like actually I'd like to go for a run. Like we when we were back in the office we would go for like team runs at lunchtime and that was always good because well they were always good because everyone was always really competitive so it wasn't it was really always, yeah, oh. so, so they were good because everyone would go let's just do guys let's let's go to Hyde Park and just do like an easy easy whatever and it would always end up being like a progression run where everyone just tried to be the big man and would be just like trying to run as fast as possible anyway so that was when it was quite good running in a group but otherwise no I'm I'm uh, solo for sure so, so Rick I feel like this is a bit of you I there, <laughs> there's there's this run right yeah this oh, this sickens me there was these guys so Chad Wright who's in the documentary yeah yeah um he uh so Chad Wright he did this run and it was him Rich Roll the oh yeah ultramarathon yeah. guy in America um I don't think Goggins was in it I think uh Cameron Haynes I think was in it they did a last man standing run oh no so run last man standing <laughs> yeah. until like someone's dying in one of yeah. the like yeah how, how, yeah that, I, I agree with you yeah like where's you, where's, where's, where's the, where's the joy where's the where's joy end it's um you can always be more extreme please can't you that's it there's, there's, always, there's always there's always a more extreme challenge which is uh do you, do you think that this is a, this is i guess a similar kind of question do you think that it will be a one-off thing for you when you do the 55 do you think that will be like I'm done. Or do you reckon actually you might be like, actually, this is, this is, this is my kind of thing. I, I could go, I could possibly go even further. Hmm. Well, the doctor said that we had in the doc, she said, you shouldn't, this should be your last one because funny enough, I just mentioned my knees earlier. She was like, your knees are really bad. Like if you do another one of these, you might not be able to play football with your future kids and stuff. Yeah. yeah so okay. it did. It did. Yeah. So that obviously I did take note of that, whether I implement that, is a different question, but <laughs> I, I know. And prosthetic yeah, knees on, these man. days, prosthetic, prosthetic <laughs> knees, are, they're pretty good these days. They're pretty solid things. You've seen that Andy Murray documentary, the man's got a metal hip. He's running around fine. So, you know, it's like, wow. it's, it's all good. I think just crack on as a man who has bad knees too. I'm, I'm pinning all hopes on a fake one at some <laughs> point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'd prefer not to, but hey, <laughs> uh, I, I think like from, from people that have messaged me and stuff, they're like, oh, amazing. When you do that one, you're like, you've, you've, you're, you've got the bug now. Like they're like, I can, I've seen the doc and I can tell you've got this, this bug, um, that doesn't go away. And I'm like, ah, like as, as nice as that is to hear, it also sucks because you, you know what you have to put yourself through. And I'm like, oh, Damn, yeah. Um, you said that you talked about the doctor, and she's talking about your knees. But also, well, the major thing that, that that happened in the documentary was your diagnosis as, as type one diabetic. So, do you want to? How did that sort of manifest itself? 
and like, well, how are you dealing with it? Yeah, so that came pretty much out the blue. It was, for a few weeks, I was just, uh, well, I had the symptoms and I didn't really know what it was. I thought I had a kidney infection of some sort without going into too much detail, but I was right. up like 13 times a night going to the toilet and I was like, well, some, some, mm. I must be something wrong here. Um, uh, so I went to the, my friend was like, yeah, you should, you should definitely go to a GP. And I took like a urine sample and stuff. And he called me like two days later and he was like, yeah, like you, you have diabetes. You got to go to hospital now. So I went to the hospital and my, yeah, my levels were crazy high. And I had like something called a, a DKA, which is when your blood sugar levels go whew, sky high. Um, so I had to just pump loads of kind of liquids in me and stuff. Um, yeah, and the doctor, the nurse came in and she was like, it came in really sad and as if she, it is bad news, don't get me wrong, but as if she'd like, a, it is life changing. Hmm. Like, a, maybe like a, I don't know, you know what I mean, a really dark bit of news. Um, uh, uh, not knowing how I'd take it. And I, obviously I was gutted for like the first five minutes or whatnot, but you know, I, I think weirdly, this is what makes the doc what it is because you know, there's like without spoiler, putting a spoiler alert there, but kind of not doing the 55. You're like, well, what's the doc about then? You, we don't care about, but this kind of added in this whole new element. So for that, I was like, it makes, it gives us a reason. I think Jim, the producer was like, oh, I secretly love this because this has made, made this so much better. <laughs> but in terms of, in, in terms of the run, it's like now I have found my why because do you two find when people ask you like, why do you run so much? And I think everyone listening, like I, I used to struggle answering that question because without sounding like a psychopath, because I'm like, well, I don't, I was like, before this and during the doc, we go to like a therapist to try and find out this why. And I was like, I don't really know. I don't, do you two know your why of why you, you know, lace up and go out all the time? It's a hard question, isn't it? Yeah. We've, we've, we've yeah, we have talked about this a couple of times just because, we, again, we've been trying to work it out. I think it comes from, I think it sort of stems back to all sorts of stuff. I was quite a fat kid, so I think that there's there's bits of that that play in it. Like, I think that there's a huge degree of control that comes with running. You're, you're really just, you are moving your body and controlling what you're doing in terms of, I guess, weight loss is probably like one great motivator for people. And it, it, it might be the thing that gets you into running initially and then you're in. And then you just keep doing the running because you love it and you, you see the benefits of it. And for me, I think that's probably part of it. I think that there was a taking control of, of a situation which was like overweight or just general fitness. And you kind of have that vibe of like, oh, I'm actually doing the most basic of things that you probably can do to control how your body wow. is. And that's running, I think. Do you see what I mean? Like, I think that's where that, that level right. of like control comes in. Then then you're into running and you get all the benefits all the like dopamines and all the chemical magic that goes on in the brain then that switches so you're suddenly not just like doing it for an end result you're doing it because it makes you feel good and so i think that there's an in and then there's like a sustaining ele element to it so i think you know it's like twofold but anyway that for me that was probably where i started running for that reason and then it's just become a whole different thing <laughs> what about you rich did you, did, you, yeah. did you get to a a conclusion about why you think you you are drawn to these sort of challenges? Yeah, I think for uh, running in general, it was because you pretty much like Ben said, you're in control of your situation. I always put it down to coming from like a sporting background. Um, you knew if you won or lost a match, 
Like you knew that team was better than yeah. us because they won. Um, I'm not as good as that player because he's clearly better than me and he proved it because he beat me in a game. Whereas I think we we get into careers now where someone gets a promotion over you or your friend and you're like, how the, what? The, like, <laughs> what? what? Like, you're like, how? No, I'm sorry, but how? Like, she's clearly better than him. Um, how was he, you know, so there's no like winning and losing in this yeah. business and, and a, lo- a lot of our jobs now. So running builds up this resilience where you're just like, okay, cool. Another run, another run, another right. run. And your kind of threshold for living life, I guess, is like set so much higher that you almost become like unbreakable in a sense because you're like, what? who would do 10 miles in the snow? 20% of the nation yeah. who would do a marathon out of the blue. 5% who would do um, sorry to the <laughs> to channel tunnel. Yeah. You know, like 1% yeah. of the nation. So like you kind of, I, I find you are able to go through life uh, being able to withstand what inevitably things get thrown at you. And then with the diabetes, it just made it a whole new, that's my why now. Like, you know, the amount of, parents that message with kids they're just like wow like watching this is and when you do it my kids gonna feel like they can you know conquer so that's like so a that, that's the main thing for me now like uh, above everything 100 percent. this is the runner's world podcast if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, we will, we've talked before, Reese, we've um, um, a few people on this, and basically, um, like marathon running and ultra marathon running, they're predominantly kind of white middle class pursuits, and that tends right. to be what you'll see um, in sort of mass participation events. Um, do you think would you like to see more black runners taking on 
endurance running, recreational running? And what do you think might be some of the things that could be done to encourage that? Wow, what a great point. Um, I think when we was going to do the Chivia as well, I looked in all the videos, and I looked at all the past winners and went on the photos. There's mm. like no no black people. Yeah, there's, right. there's, yeah. there's no shade of colour there at all. Do you know what I mean? Um, boy, I, I don't know. The, the irony is like the best runners in the world are black yeah. Yeah. Kenyan Do you know what I'm saying? Kenyan yeah. Yeah. runners. Um, I think if – what would come to my mind firstly? Probably the majority of black people uh, in inner cities. Hmm. You're, you're running in pollution like i don't yeah. like running around east east london if i if if i didn't have to work in london you i'm running with car fumes it's horrible you're yeah. running on like streets and stuff like you know um whereas back in kent you can run in a field you can run like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no fields around here really or it's just or it's so many people um i don't think running's cool for it's not a cool yeah. sport um yeah. it, there's no kind of nothing that makes say me and my boys were to run like we ain't there's nothing cool with it like so uh, the the goggins got me into it and maybe yeah. that's because he's black do you know what mm. i mean so i i think that you look at sports and you go well who looks like me in this sport mm. so therefore golf tiger woods yeah. like he brought black people into the game um uh so what can be done for it I do, more encouragement, I guess, um, more black people doing these runs, getting yeah. into it, um, making it more known, I mm. guess. Uh, yeah, but it is 100% a shame. I know this group that messaged me called Black Trail Runners. Yeah, and I also right. know that there was a, I'm not sure if it's the same group, but I think there was a bit of backlash, which I'm aware isn't everybody at all, and I'm sure it's no one that listens to this, but um, I think there was uh, some black women that did a trail run and, and got kind of like uh, it was on loose women or something and got like some stick from, we don't want to see this on TV. Um, something like that. So obviously there's still progress that still yeah, has to yeah, be made yeah. and stuff. Uh, and I think when people make them groups, black trail runners or black women running, it's like not an exclusive thing and not saying we don't want white people of course. Yeah. joining this. It's like, this is our safe space because there isn't a lot of us in this. Yeah. So that's why we're doing it. It's kind of like how I, I talked to my friend, one of my best friends uh, is a woman and, and I'm like, Oh, you're going to go for a run tonight. She's like, no. Like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, why not? She's like I, like, I don't think you understand as a woman, what it's like running at night. Mm. And and that kind of changed. I was like, geez. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. I didn't even think we can, you know, it's, we take it for granted a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's a huge, there's a huge sliding scale of like, White guy goes running, like right at the top. He can go in the middle of the night; doesn't matter. Black guy goes running at night. That's a different kettle of fish. Black woman goes running, or a or, or, or white woman, or you know, it's like there's the scale of like privilege. I guess is probably the the best word for it, which you get, which you don't hear about when you're, it's not your lived experience. So you always have that sort of like, I go running whenever I want, and I just run around the streets around here at night if I need to. And people will be like, "That's no, that's mad. Like I couldn't do that." And you're like, "Oh, right, I didn't even consider that." Like as a you know, it's there's this sort of, and it, and I guess that transfers all the way through to like the start line of an ultra. Like, nah, not that's why would I do it? Mm, whoa! And I'm just thinking now, like, imagine if you're a black woman in London in an area that's pretty messed up, like, and at the moment when you have the least amount of light, like the the and no gyms are open. I see a lot of black people on treadmill. 
uh, in running and black women running, I've 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 gone for a lot of run. I've lived here for about a month now, and I've run over to Greenwich Park, and I've I've seen about three black women running, and that's a real shame. But thinking about what exactly you just said, Ben, like, well, that's completely understandable when you look when you list all of those things, and I guess we should make more of an effort ourselves we're the ones that can make that change you know what i mean for sure no no absolutely that's that's you know and that's definitely something that uh we've tried to do it's something we've definitely tried to do with the mag and online and trying to add uh considerable representation to everything that we do so that there's uh a sense of even just a sense of belonging in the running community that that's the best place to start and then you know how how to get running is totally different i just think you've got to start with that notion of like it, it's welcoming it's it's for you it's it's for everyone like that's that's the main thing yeah i think i think the point about making running appear cool as well is i mean cause i know you, you do a lot of work in in football Reese, and that is probably that's that's the thing that's got the most cachet and the most cool as a sport isn't it it's a sport the most uh most kids grow up wanting to to be footballers or whatever and I think actually yeah running running could learn a lesson from football in that sense as well trying to make the activity just seem a little bit more um yeah younger and fresher and and a little bit a little bit cooler and edgier I think um and because I think there there are elements to running that that are like that but it's just communicating that to a new audience I think is hasn't been done and is actually it's a bit of a challenge as well I think yeah no 100% agree because even if you look at like a sport like uh, basketball, for example, and you could sell mm. you can sell the basketball trainers as yeah like right Jordans to wear outside of the sport. You know, football you can't do that. America football you can't do that because you can't wear football boots walking around yeah. you know down the street. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. East it's East London, mate. You could, you'll probably find <laughs> so someone. So true. So true. <laughs> okay, that, okay. Let's go with Gloucester. You can make a running shoe cool enough to wear for running and for outside. Yeah. So running's got a lot of advantages that we you can mm. do it at any time. You can do it on your own in a team, night or day, sunshine, winter, any country. So there's, there's so mm. there's you know there's so many kind of advantages that it has. I tell you what though, you look at in terms of things that are cool, sprinting. Has always been cool for black yeah, people right. as well. Because yeah, sure, right. we have Usain Bolt. Uh, one yeah, there was like Linford Christie, wasn't there? Yeah, yes. like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like Linford in the nineties, like absolute idol. Like there's, you know, there's, and you know, even now modern, like Dina Asher yeah, Smith is just sure. like yes. absolutely like inspirational, like just you know the poster girl for British athletics. Mm. Like that's you, you, that's you know, and she's she's phenomenal. So. There is definitely that sort of like uh, Sprint, sprinting. Sprinting is cooler, isn't it? You're right. There is, and I think when when kids yeah, like yeah. being the fastest in the playground, it's not about like no no one no kids grow up going, oh, brilliant, fifteen hundred meter runner. You know, it's just like who's the quickest kid <laughs> over fifty meters, right? <laughs> thanks, thanks. That's so true. Well, everyone's probably screaming at us, Mo Farah. Yes, yeah, true. yeah. I, mean, I guess, sure, yeah, sure. yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, but I, I guess yeah. it still hasn't really crossed over as like, oh, I really want to do that. Um, is there is there any message Reece, that, you, that you want to get across? Maybe it's about running with diabetes, but through through training for this marathon and, and this ultra marathon, and hopefully completing it. 
Yeah, well, I think for me, the biggest thing was uh, last year when I got into it, I ran out of, uh, like I mentioned about being able to get through life and more of the mental side of it and pushing yourself and doing. But now I think I've come to a point where I can actually enjoy running and that's been a real uh, game changer. So I think you don't have to push your post your fastest time, sorry. In my group chat, a lot of the boys will be uh, trying to post, well, look what I did on my 5K chat. All time, time. All they care about is time. And I'm like, it don't really matter about time. I've learned, for me, I prefer distance and I prefer just going out there and doing it, whether that's one mile, two mile, five mile. I just did this thing on Instagram like last week called Run With The Sun. So just encouraging people to run when the sunrise kind of comes up any distance you want just to try and enjoy it. Cause I knew some people that would be their first time would go, wow, starting my day off with that has been a game changer. Although I heard on your last episode, um, Jane wasn't believing about someone doing their 5k in a specific yeah. time. So yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I just want to, I just want to stunt on a couple of people right now. My five, <laughs> my 5k record is, uh here we go what is it it was this was in 31st of august 2020 5k record 16 minutes 28 so and that's and that's real right there that's That's real that's rapid Um, mate that's absolutely rapid because i know they were saying about uh the geezer being fake where we photoshopped his (laughs) time so i just read the stunt on a couple people there but again it's not about time Reese, I'm telling you, that is a good 5K time, though. Fair play, fair play. That's um, that's some, that's some pace there. I think yeah. that's because I, it was Jim who I sent him all my records. He went, "Do you know 5K, 16 minutes?" And I was like, "Did I? I didn't know I did." And then I checked on a thing, and it's kind of like I managed to get like uh, like a five minute one on the second mile. It was like a six mile run, and yeah. I, every other, I must have, it must have been a run maybe where I went cool good pace good pace on that one good pace and then sprint this next mile good pace good pace sprint this next it wasn't like a i'm setting out now to the 5k okay. and i'm yeah, yeah. running to the 5k or it wasn't around the track it was an outside one to be fair but um yeah Mate, that's Some, really good that's yeah. super impressive yeah yeah we, me, me and ben would be coming in a few minutes after you I think. <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> I, I think that's real i i want to say it must be it's, real it it's real man no it's this real. is it yeah. this is it you know falling into the trap you're falling into the trap where everyone your gps is just like the the thing you get it and you can get home and you look at your time or you see something else and there's always this sort of like oh i did it the only way you're ever going to know without using a watch is to go to a track and do laps of a track with a stopwatch, and then that's how you wow. get like a time. But no, but if you've done a Jeep, like it's when you do like races, is always your watch will never match the actual time that you get on the day because timing mats around a race course, you're weaving. So you set out and your, you know, your race time might be like four hours and four and a half hours, but your watch will say four hours and 40 minutes because you've had it on for longer. You know, there's all these sort of dits and pieces and you go past bit, you go past buildings and it interferes with the GPS. Was it so, yeah, actually? There's all this, yeah, yeah. So when, especially on London Marathon route, when you get through Canary Wharf and stuff like that, all the built, like that's when you, your GPS can like drop out a bit and stuff. Especially if you've got like 40,000 people all <laughs> logged into GPS at the same time and all that sort of stuff. So question for you two. What's that feeling like running with like a crowd? Because I've never had that. Oh, um, um, amazing! Oh. I would say, yeah, particularly London yeah. Marathon. I'm unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not a big marathon runner, and I've only done London once. And I just did it. I took it on. I'd been, I'd had an injury, and I had a place, and I did about four weeks of just 
prep before the race and just went along to just do it and have a nice time and I did exactly that and just sort of like ran around you know I tried I didn't just you know wasn't messing around (laughs) but you know I I tried as much as I could and uh yeah by mile 22 or something the crowd was was the only thing that kept me going for sure like I was just yeah like I was really and I saw friends along the way had a had a cheeky beer uh and uh (laughs) what sort of marathon run is this man this is yeah I know well not like a a quick sip quick little sip from a pal it was nice, you know. It was when when you you know you see them and they're shouting. They've had about five beers, so they're well into it, and they're just they shouted at me and like, "Wee, have a beer!" And I was just like, "Yeah, sure, I'm dying anyway." Wee, and then you know you carry on, and yeah. By that point, the crowd were just like, "Yeah, that's that was it. It's that it is it's unreal." So yeah, I mean, when that all returns eventually, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. gonna that's if, if anyone's got into running in lockdown, mm. like the experience is so different when you can run with people when you can race when you can do it in front of crowds like it's it is ridiculous like it, it, you're, it's a whole nother level to to, to experience Reese, thanks so much for uh for coming on the runners world podcast and giving up your time to talk about the ultra marathon and um running with diabetes and all the rest of it it's absolutely great to to chat with you oh well thank you both for having me on it's uh it's it's, a, it's been a pleasure it's been so much fun so uh yeah thank you again i love this community it's a real awesome new group of people that I think the the good thing is everyone wants to achieve something when you're a runner and it's it's just positivity I find there's there's no you know it's just it's just great so thank you. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest Reese Parkinson and to you of course for listening. Subscribe to Runners World magazine today and get three issues for only five pounds. Visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash runners world podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and click subscribe. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.